Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 26 of the Property Magic Podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about how you can work effectively from home. Now, this is going to be relevant to you if you are full-time employed, but you're working from home currently, or if you're running a business, or even if you are full-time property investor and you want to know how to use your day effectively. A big problem that many people face is when they work from home, they find it very difficult to be organized and to be time efficient. After all, there are so many distractions at home. You, it's very easy to go and make yourself an extra cup of tea, to, to go and do some jobs in the house that you need to do, to watch a bit of extra TV or jump onto the internet for a while. And having that discipline is pretty difficult for most people. I remember when I left my full-time job at Cadbury's, I'd got to the point where I had enough income coming in for my property to enable me to leave my full-time job. And I hadn't completely replaced my income, but I had enough to live on. And I thought, I don't really want to work for someone else if I don't have to. And at first, when you're at home, it it's a, feels a bit like a holiday at first. And then the reality sinks in that you're not going to go back to work. So people who have been made redundant really struggle sometime to adapt to this. Um, if you're working full time for someone, you might occasionally have the, a day or two at home and that's pretty easy. But if you're now working full time from home because of this coronavirus and the lockdown we're in, well, that means that actually you need to maybe adapt to some new discipline to make sure you're making the most of your time. So the first thing I would recommend is it's really important to put some routine into your life. What I mean by that is it's important for you to have a schedule which you follow. If you work, you get up, you shower, you have breakfast, you commute to work, you're there at a certain time, you work all day, you come home at a certain time. You want to try and adapt that routine in your life at home. So you get up at the same time and I would suggest you physically get dressed for work. Often when people are at home, they might be in their pajamas still. They might have a shower halfway through the morning because they get straight into the way get on with it. I suggest don't do that. Try and keep your routine as much as it was when you were going to work. And if you're redundant now, you've taken redundancy, whatever it might be, still try and put that routine in. You're just going to be doing different things during the day. So if you have... Um, if you had a longer commute to work, your commute might be 20, 20 seconds now. If you had a long commute, that's extra time you have available. And I'd really encourage you to use that extra time to work on yourself. Use it for some learning time. Use it for some personal development. So listening to podcasts like this and other great podcasts is probably a really good idea. You might have some home study programs which you've invested in, but you haven't had time to go through. Or maybe you should go through them again to really embed the knowledge at a deeper level. So use what would be commuting time as learning time. And that's a great way of being far more effective and making sure you're getting that important learning time into your schedule. And then when you would normally arrive at work, that's the time you should start work. 
Now to make this easier for you, I think it's advisable if you can set up an area in your home that is your workspace. Ideally a room where you can close the door and keep family and other distractions outside. And when you're in that room or in that area of your, of your living room or whatever it might be, that's your work area. And you wanna get into the mindset where I'm here, I'm doing work. And then when you leave that area, you're not doing work. So I think having that kind of structure will certainly help you. We've sent all of my team home. We did that uh, a week ago. And um, what happens is each of the managers have a team meeting via Zoom every morning with their team so they can check in, make sure everyone's okay, make sure everyone's really clear what they should be focusing on. Because sometimes some people when they're at home, they may not work as hard. They may not put as much time in. And so it's really important that um, the managers are managing those people. If you have a business, you want to make sure you or your managers are doing that. By the way, if you are an employee and you're working at home, it's a bit of a novelty, I guess. Um, there's a lot going on in the world and a lot of people want to keep up to date with what's happening. They want to watch the news. They want to check on Facebook, go online, etc. And if you want to do it, it's fine. Personally, I don't do that because I don't want to be influenced by the negativity. I don't want to worry about something I can't control. I try and focus on the things I can control. But my recommendation would be that if you do want to go online and check things out, listen to the use, limit yourself to a certain amount of time. By all means, do it, but say, right, I'm going to have 10 minutes or 15 minutes, set an alarm on your phone or on your watch so that after that time, the alarm goes off and you stop doing it. You stop doing it, get back to work. I also think it's really important to make sure you have some social interaction. You might well be having team meetings in the morning. That's great. But also, you know, it's okay to have coffee breaks. You'd have coffee breaks and lunch breaks at work. Why don't you arrange with some of your work colleagues? Let's say you have a half hour at lunch. You could arrange to have a Skype or a Zoom conference with them. You could all be sitting there eating your lunch or your your sandwiches and catching up as you would do if you were working in an office. And I think that's really important because when you're working at home on your own, one of the problems is it can feel quite lonely. You can be isolated and it's important to have that human interaction with other people. And a great way of doing that is virtually over the phone. One of the tips we give people at our networking meetings so when you go to a physical meeting, which obviously aren't happening right now, but you go to a physical meeting, you'll collect lots of business cards and you're not supposed to have a long conversation with people when you meet them at the event. Ideally, you want to take their card, meet as many people as you can, and then follow up after the meeting. And we recommend having what's called uh, a virtual coffee or a, a Zoom or Skype coffee. So what you do is you arrange that at 11 o'clock, you're both going to jump on Skype or Zoom. You're going to open up the camera so you can sit there looking at each other. You can you know, have a great conversation, get to know each other. But at the same time, you're sitting there drinking a cup of tea. So it's like you're, like you're meeting up in a cafe or restaurant, but instead of physically traveling, you can actually do it from the comfort of your own home and or from your office. And that means that you could catch up with maybe two people a day, one in the morning for a morning coffee, one in the afternoon for an afternoon tea, when people might have tea anyway, and you have no traveling time. So that's something we suggest people do after physical networking. That's another great thing for you to do when you're working from home. Um, there are going to be people you want to connect with, people who might have great property deals you want to talk to, people who might be investors. So keep the communication channels open, but rather than just 
calling each other and maybe disturbing each other, have a set time when you're going to speak to that person, make it a virtual coffee, have a set time we're going to finish the conversation. It's a 20 minute or half an hour conversation because otherwise things can go on and on and on. If you have a set time, you'll both be more focused and you'll get more done in that time. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is giving you an idea of how to be more productive uh, if you're working from home or even at work as well. Uh, one of my coach shared with me what he calls focus time. Most people when they're working, they're not really focusing on that one task. We have so many distractions in our life. At work, we have other people might come up and talk to us. Um, at home, we might have partners or kids want to come and have some time with you. Um, you might have distractions from your phone, from messaging, from WhatsApp, etc. You might have emails coming into your computer, other things on your mind. And all of these can be distraction. And what it means is if you're not really focusing on the task, it's going to take you a lot longer to do that task. So a really good productivity tip is to set yourself a focused time, ideally a 60 minute session. And before that session, you know exactly what you're gonna do. And ideally, it might be a project you're working on or you're working through your action list, you've prioritized. You're not focusing on the easy and quick things. What you're doing is the most important things. Brian Tracy has a great tip. He talks about look at your action list and work out what's the most important. If you could only do one thing on your action list today, what would be the most important thing that would help you move forward the most? And that's what you should do first. Once you've done that, you can work out what's the second most important thing for you to do. Then the third most important thing. And basically when you have this focused time, you just work on that one thing. Ideally you've worked out before the focus time, what you're going to work on and everything you need or the information resources you need are there available so you can just do the task in hand and the idea is in that 60 minute session you go flat out you turn off your phone you turn off your alerts you turn off your email you put a sign in a door saying please do not disturb and you are just focusing on that one task and once you've got to 55 minutes put an alarm on your on your phone or your clock then you have a five minute break. And ideally, it's where you just close your eyes, do a bit of breathing, maybe some meditation, some relaxation. It's just gathering your thoughts and getting your energy again. Now, if you really wanna go for it, you could do, after you've had that five minutes, another 55 minute session. Two of these together is about the maximum most people can do. And then after that, I suggest you have maybe 20 minutes where you have a virtual coffee with someone or you're you're going online, checking the things you need to check online. But again, that's a timed session of just 20 minutes. So it's some downtime, some relaxation time just to reward yourself for having put in that focus time. If you put two focused hours into every day. In fact, if you probably put one focused hour into a day, you would probably achieve more than most people would in a full working day, just because there are so many distractions that come in and get in your way. So that's how to be more productive with the time you have available to you. What I'd like to share with you now is for those of you who are full-time property investors, or you might have a full-time job, but you've got a certain amount of time in which you can do your property. Let me share with you how you can make the most of that time. 
very often a comment I hear from people who are doing our training who might be full-time investors. We've got a lot of people who, who do our mastermind program who've been investing for many years. They're very successful and they join mastermind because they want to step up to the next level. Very often people in 12 months double up their portfolio that might have taken 10 or 15 years previously to acquire. And the way they do that is they have very focused time. We teach them some new strategies that although they're successful, maybe they didn't know about. We get that supportive environment around them. And often they are motivated by the other people in Mastermind who might be completely new to property, who are getting really good results very quickly. And that's a bit of a kick up the bum to them to get them motivated. But if you are doing something full time, the problem many investors have is the time available expands, or sorry, the tasks you're doing expand to the time available, which means you're not very efficient. So there's a couple of tips I'd like to give you. The first one is something very simple, and that is give yourself a deadline. Most people work well to deadlines. I write a regular article for your Property Network magazine, and um, they need it by a certain amount of time. And I normally write it the day or two before it's required. And the reason is, if I try to write, write it two or three weeks ahead, I'd kind of, I wouldn't be as focused. It would take me longer to do. Because I've only got a day to get it to them, I'm absolutely focused and I'm usually far more efficient and I write it much quicker and often it's a better article as well because it's really, I use my intuition, I, I put a load of information out and hopefully we get a great article for that magazine. But it's because I've had a deadline. So maybe that's something you could do. Maybe you could put some deadlines against some of the things you need to do so you're more efficient and you do them much quicker than you might otherwise do them. The second thing I like to suggest is very often people say, hey, I'm working full time in property, but I don't know where the time goes. I don't know what I'm doing. So what I suggest is you need more structure. You need more routine. Think back to when you were a kid. When you were at school, we all had a school timetable. We were really clear what we were doing and when we were doing it. Monday morning, 9 a.m., we might have an English lesson. Then we might have a maths lesson, then we might have a geography lesson. And you know, we knew what we were doing, we knew when the breaks were, we knew when lunch were, we knew when we had exercise to do as PE, and we knew when we had free periods as well. So if you set up a, what we call a default diary or a school timetable, you can decide how you allocate your time every day of the week. So you might say, right, when I first get up, I'm gonna spend uh, I'm going to start at nine o'clock. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to go into my designated area in my home. That's my work area. And the first 30 minutes, I'm just going to look for important emails, important emails that I've been expecting to come in that I need to respond to. I'm going to get those sorted out so that I can get those off my plate. What a lot of people do is they only check their emails twice a day. Your email is actually someone else's priority list. Other people are trying to get your, in, your, inform, your attention, but it's actually usually something for them. So a great discipline is just check your email twice a day. If you can also um, go through your email and unsubscribe to emails that are that are not useful to you, that are, you know, maybe you went on a flight with a particular airline once and now you're always getting emails from them, well, just unsubscribe from that. The less you have in your inbox, the better. But just check your email twice a day. You can even set up an autoresponder on your email that says, 
Um, just to let you know, I only check my email at 4 p.m. If it takes a delay to come back to you, I apologize, but I will come back to you. So that goes to people when they email you so they know they're not sitting there thinking, why is this person not come back to me? They know there's going to be a certain time when you're going to look and respond and come back to them. So that's a case of managing expectations. You could also do the same thing on your phone. Your phone is a big distraction. If someone calls you, most people will stop what they're doing and take the call. Well, why not put your call on, put your phone onto airplane mode so you're not disturbed by calls. You could put a message on there saying, hey, look, I'm just going to check my messages once a day at this time. Um, Please bear with me. I'll come back to you as soon as I can. As long as you're communicating to people, you're setting their expectations and they understand at what time scale you're going to come back to them. So those are a couple of things you do to stop distractions. So going back to the the school timetable, um, you decide what you're doing, when you're doing it. And, you know, at school, if you were having a maths lesson, you wouldn't start doing some geography. But as humans, as adults rather, um, we have the choice of controlling our time. The problem is we often don't control it very well. So by putting this timetable in this discipline, and you might put one in at first and you go through it for a week and say, well, it's not quite right. You need to tweak it, adjust it. It's not like school where you have a, a, a timetable for a whole term and it's always the same. You have the ability to adjust that and change it. The other thing you need to do is make sure you don't pack your day too much. You need to allow some free periods. A free period is maybe an hour here or there where actually if something comes up that's important, you've got time to deal with it. Because if your diary is packed from nine till five or even later in the evening and something comes up, well, you don't want to interrupt what's already in your diary. And so often things get missed. Or if something is important, you deal with it straight away. And what you should have been doing, you don't do. So that's why you want to put these free periods in. And if nothing nothing urgent comes up in your free period, you can go to your action list and spend a bit of focus time working on the most important thing on that list. The other thing you need to do is schedule in some exercise. Working from home, especially at the moment if we're in a kind of a lockdown, um, often people forget to exercise. And, you know, I love to swim. I can't go swimming at the moment. So I'm finding different exercise to do. Uh, Whilst I still can, I'm doing a walk every day just around the block just to get some fresh air to clear my head and get some blood pumping around my body. You might decide to do uh, yoga or Pilates. You might decide to do press-ups or sit-ups, or you might decide to do a a more high-intensity workout. And there are lots of resources online. Many gyms, if you're a member of a gym, many of them are creating online programs that you could watch for free because they want you to continue paying subscription. You can't physically go to the gym. So this is a different way they're adding and delivering value to you. But plan in some exercise. Um, By doing exercise, you are keeping yourself healthy, which is really important in this day and age. Also, you're pumping blood around your body, around your brain, which enables you to think better and clearer as well. So I really would encourage you to make sure you schedule some exercise into your diary. So the concept of working from home is a novelty for most people. Um, It might take a little bit of getting used to, but I think if you use some of the suggestions I've given you, which to summarize are, make sure you have routine in your day. Why not keep the same timings that you have as if you're going to work? So get up, get dressed, have you know have breakfast and the time you would 
technically leave the house to commute. Use that time until the time you would arrive for some personal development and learning. And then once you would arrive at work, that's the time for you to start working. Have a designated area in your in your house, ideally a separate room, that is your work area. Make sure you have interaction with your team, official meetings, maybe in the morning or at the end of the day to catch up on the progress where you're up to, but also have informal, why not have lunch over Zoom or over Skype with people so you can have that connection with people even if it's not a physical connection and then remember to use your zoom coffee time where in the morning and the afternoon you catch up with people socially for maybe 15 20 minutes you have a coffee together and again that will stimulate you by all means have time on the internet have time on facebook but limit that to certain amount of time set a timer once that's over you then stop Give yourself some focus sessions. These are times when you work on the most important priority, you turn off all distractions, you work solidly for 55 minutes, then you have a break. If you can do two of them in a day, you will be an absolute superstar and achieve far more than you would otherwise if you were probably at work. And finally, make sure you get exercise to make sure your blood's pumping around your body and you're keeping nice and safe and healthy. So the content of this podcast again has been a bit different from the normal content i'm just trying to give you information ideas and resources that are going to help you in these challenging times if you found this useful i'd love it if you can give me a five star review on wherever you download it from and some uh, maybe uh, some comments about what you got out of this would help other people to see the podcast and also understand maybe they can benefit by listening to it I look forward to sharing next edition some more valuable information that's going to help you make the most of these challenging times. So until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.